Postman Horror Host here. Scarecrows by Joshua Viola. That's mine, Cody said, hoping he sounded tough. If he did, maybe he wouldn't have to take them on. Give it back. The tough tone didn't work. Newbie wants his little cat back. Rich, a, a senior, and the biggest of two kids, said, sneering. He held Cody's cap high, higher than Cody could reach. Give it back to me now, Cody said. Or what, said Joey. The other kid, he was smaller than Rich, but not by much. Rich made him bigger than Cody. You gotta fight Rich for it? Be a big mistake, cat boy. Maybe the last one you're gonna make. Ain't it right, Rich? Cody got his stomach tightened and hoped it wouldn't he wouldn't puke. He felt tears coming to eyes too. Cody thought puking would be better than crying, but he didn't want to do either. Not in front of these arseholes. He wanted all he wanted was to get his cap back. His dad cap. It was his Atlanta Braves A on it. But they never called it the Braves cat. It was the chemo cap. Cody had been with his dad. Not long after Dad's hair started falling out. He helped Dad pick it out for him pick it out. For a while they had thought that about something with a silly or positive saying on it, or a stupid drawing. And finally, Dad had thrown an arm around Cody's shoulders and pulled him close. You know, Cody, my man, he, he said, let's go with the lantern once. We've got these things beat. I'll treat you to the Braves in the World Series next year. All four games are going to sweep it. I've got a feeling. The Braves didn't even take, make it to the postseason the next year. But they still get better when Cody, better than Cody's dad. He didn't even, he didn't even make it close to the start of the season. Last thing he did was put on the cap of Cody's head. Cody never took it off except for. He had to first day of school in new town. No caps allowed in the class. But the minute the bell rang, he got outside and he put it on. Didn't have time to get settled in just right. Dad wore it tilted a little to the left, and so did Cody before Rich grabbed it. Well, Jody said in his voice, his voice hard, you're going to fight Rich for it or not. No need to fight Rich, said Rich said, still holding the cap high, like a pendant in a game of capture the flag. No, Cody said, there isn't. What's your tone? Joey said. Easy now, said Rich. Just let your head, just, just settle down a little while, while it's plain to Cody. Want, waited a split second before he was saying, Cody, right to Cody there, here. He doesn't have to fight for his little cap, but nor that that fighting would do him any good anyway. There's no need. He's going to give Cody a chance to earn his cap back. Got a little job that even be ought to be able to hand, handle. What kind of job? Richie leaned close, his nose almost touching Cody. Be at the baseball tonight at midnight, not one minute later. Rich stood up and made a show of putting the cap on his own head. If if you're too scared, show up, don't sweat. I sort of like the way this feels. Just looks good on you too, Joey said. Joey said. Midnight, Rich repeated before he and Joey walked off laughing. Cody waited till he was sure that they... 
or anyone else couldn't see him before ducking round the far corner of school, finding some bushes and poking his guts behind them. Cody struck out, snuck out of his bathroom bedroom, but snuck out of his bedroom window, and made it to the baseball field with, for a, with a couple of minutes to spare before midnight. Rich and Joey were already there, leaning against the Rich's red matchstand on the edge of the outfield, which was wearing a chemo cap. Cody hated the way the cap looked on him. It made him feel like it was his let his dad down as he kept his hidden anger hitting and walked straight to. The two arseholes. I want my cat back, he said. What's the job? We've got to set the night on fire, Richie said. Light lifting gasoline, gasoline can and shaking it, Cody could see the gas sloshing. When he stepped closer, he could smell it. The smell made him what the hell? But he was he was dumbly puking. He looked at the cap on Richie's fat head. He was ready to do anything to get it back. And now, watching. Richie put the gas in the trunk. He, he, he wasn't so sure. Get in, Richie said. Four seat, front seat between us. Cody got in. Richie started the engine, car, started the car, board, while Joey climbed in on the passenger seat, digging Cody and Rich with a hard elbow as he did. Cody gave him one back more to see what would happen and to do damage. I was surprised when Joey didn't do anything. Richie put the car in gear and peeled across the outfield, their tyres kicking up in divots. Cody hoped there wouldn't, weren't any cops around. It was bad enough that Hope, Mum moved them to the sticks farm country to be near his sister. Bad enough they had already been worse, made worse by Richie and Joey. Would undoubtedly take another downward turn or two whenever they got whatever they were go what they were going. He didn't need a cat cop tagging him, along with Rich and Joey for randomism. They weren't any cops, or even a school, school night watchman near to hear Peel, so they got away clean. Richie drove fast and had them and had them outside in the town limits in a few minutes, picking up speed as they headed out into the farmland. You know about the car, which Richie said. Geez, said Joey, with a nervous laugh. Gives his sheebie-beebies just hearing that name. Heebie-jeebie, you dumb shit. Rich said, no nervousness at all in his laughter. Only contempt. Heebie-jeebies. Okay, you then, Joey said. Give him, give him me too. Good. You have come, you have some, have some more. Cornwich, Cornwich, Cornwich. What is the Cornwich? Cody asked. Rich raised his eyebrows and grinned. The Como kids raising, raising as he did, his face spooking at the dim light from the dashboard instruments. Cody hated wearing that cap. Oh no, not what? Said Rich. He said, but who? All right. What, what, whatever, Cody said. His voice sounded tougher. Who's the Cornwich? He turned to Joey and said directly to him. Stupid name Cornwich. He was sure which jo- he saw. He was sure Joey flinched when he said that. You don't think it's stupid if she gets hold of you, Joey said. Will he, Richie? No, Richie said softly. He sure won't. Why's that, Cody said. Because she has, hasn't fed for a while, for a long time. She'll be really hungry, Joey said. So what's it? 
What's the, it you want me to do? Burn the witch at the stake? You you couldn't get close enough, Fitchy said. Nobody ever has. Nobody, said Joey. Why not? Jodie asked. She's protected, Fitchy said. Cody listens. She lives in an old house, a hundred years old. Maybe two. She's lived there as long as anyone can remember. And maybe longer than that. Nobody knows because nobody's ever been to it. You can't get close because of the scarecrows. Richie said the word in what he might have thought was a spooky voice, but he sounded dumb to Cody. She has a protect circle of scarecrows around the house, and they protect her. Scarecrows, Cody said, making the word sound and as spooky as possible. He thought about laughing out loud, but he didn't. You heard me, Richie said. You, you'll see them about five minutes, and you'll mean what... You'll know what I mean, so sh- just shut up until we get there. A house of dark power. It was old, dark power, and telephone lines ran along the road. I made no trip to the house to call which lives off the grid. Cody thought, set back from the road, and surrounded by cornfields nearing the harvest. Paul, which pulled the car into the shoulder, and wasted no time getting out. Cody followed. Jody took his time, and Cody suspected Jody would have preferred to stay in the car. <clears throat> Rich propped into the trunk and got the cash can, handed it to Rick Cody. Come on, Rich said, and stepped into the field, moving slowly among the tree tall stalks. Cody followed him close, but Jody held back several steps. Cody's eyes adjusted to the darkness of the nearly moonless night. By the time they reached the first grove, squinting, Cody saw the silhouette of another in distance, and beyond that had various hint of another. He turned his head in another way, and he saw the same figure's links in the chain of scarecrow that surrounded the house. Cody stepped closer to it, the nearest scarecrow. It looked like it had been there a long time. Somebody put a lot of trouble in making it. It made it, and they made it last. Chris tapped Cody in the shoulder and handed him a lighter. Burn it down, he said. Burn the fricker to the ground, and you'll be one scroll grow closer to getting your little cap back. Cody put the grass on the ground and reached to the scarecrow. He felt something like a shock when his fingertips touched the rough. Whether the fabric and covered the straw and corn sucks, the scarecrow was Stuff with um, stuffing rustled and crackled dry, it would burn fast. Cody pressing his hand more firmly against the scarecrow, and the shock wave to the warm current of memory. Cody and his father watching the Wizard of Oz when he was a little boy. Cody felt told his dad the scarecrow was his favorite. Mine too, said Dad. Said always has been, always will be. That was Dad. Always had been. Or, oh, oh, I would he wouldn't want to. I would he would be. Didn't need to cap for it. Burn it, Richie said. But Cody reluctantly took his hand from the scarecrow and turned to root. Rich Joey was stepped back. He wasn't going to get close to the scarecrow, even if it was on fire.
Burn it? No, Judy said. He dropped the light on the ground. What? You hear me? I said, fuck this. Keep that. You pussy, scared little pussy. You ain't going to get the cat back. And you're going to be walking down to town. Beats riding with a couple of shits like you two, Cody said. And took a path... A step past Rich. Burn it, you pussy, Rich, he said again. Cody turned to him. You don't want it burned, arsehole. Burn it yourself. Are you afraid of corn, Rich? Is that uh, it? No, too scared to burn it yourself. Who's a pussy in the field? Not me. Cody stepped back. Stepped past Rich again. He heard the gas blossing in the can, and Rich picked up, picked it up. But he, couldn't look, he didn't look back. He was just ready to hold past... As close in case Richie did something truly, truly stupid, like trying to douse himself. Cody didn't think Rich would turn like him, but he was completely—he wasn't completely sure. I was ready to run. You, you, you think I'm scared? Richie said, almost shouting. You think I'm a pussy? I'll show you who's the pussy. The, the scent of gasoline grew stronger and Lee. Heard a splashing. Joey said, said Richard, grab the lighter and give me a hand. Come on, Richie. Joey said, his weak voice weak, let, let's get out of here. I thought I heard something, let's just, let's just go. <whistles> Jesus, two pup pussies walking back to town. Neither got... Over here, give me a hand, or you're walking. Joey didn't move. Cody stopped beside Joey and took a look at Richie. Let it go, he said. Keep the fucking cap and leave the scarecrows alone. Fuck the both of you, Richie said, and fumbled the lighter to life. The scarecrows burst into flames when Richie waved lighter under his chin. Richie took a quick step back to keep back to keep them burned, but he didn't move fast enough. A golf of flames, Sarah's arms reached out and grabbed Richie, blazing hands lifting him from the ground. Cody never heard anything as terrible as Richie's screams. The scarecrow raised Richie's withering body high above its head and shook him hard three times. Rich was screaming when he, f- when he threw him into circle of scarecrows. Something... Darkman immense. Scarecrow burst into chains when Richie waved a lighter under his chin. Richie took a step back to keep him from burning, but he didn't move fast enough. Engulfed in flames, the Scarecrow's arms reached out and grabbed Richie. Burning hands lifted him from the ground. Richard Cody had never heard anything as horrible as Richie's screams. The scarecrow raised Richie's moving body above its head and shook him hard three times. Richie was screaming then. It threw him into a circle of scarecrows. Something dark and immense rose up and took Richie from the sky before he landed. And a moment later, a scream stopped. Cody and Jody ran. Richie's car... Car keys must have been in his pocket, so Cody and Jody walked back to town. It took them all till nearly dawn, but, but neither of them spoke or bothered the whole way any more than either of them had looked back to see how long 
The scarecrow's flames illuminated the sky. Cody stuck into his bedroom. He could not, but could not sleep. When he heard his mother stirring, he went through went through to his own motions, showering, dressing, and getting ready for school. He told her he thought he'd ride his bike to school today, and she said he thought it sounded like a good idea. Rich Mustang was still parked in the corner of the road when Cody got to the cornfield. Cody laid his bike on the ground and stood still for a moment. In the daylight, it was easy to see how the scarecrows encircled the house. Cody took a deep breath and walked into the field. The scarecrow, but he found it full so no signs of having been burnt. A fabric wasn't even scorched. Your arms covered with flames last night bore evidence. Only of years. How many decades, centuries of sunshine and rain, hot weather and cold, growing seasons of winter seasons. There was no sign of cascan. And Cody felt sure there would be no sign of trace of Richie anywhere in the field. The only difference that anything that, could, that told Cody did this was a scarecrow he had seen last night. It was a lantern brave baseball cap arrested in its hand. Cody looked at the cap for a long moment, then reached up to adjust it to what to it tilted slightly to the left and the way caps must have must be was meant to be warm. A bike rode home to town didn't take any anywhere near as long as it wouldn't walk the night before.